Fit for Life Radio, episode number 70. Your hosts, Gary Deagle, that's me. Will Shively, that's, What's up? that's me. That's him. So today we're going to be talking all, about all things body fat. Fat. But before we get into that, you said you went to the little bartender showdown at Ironclad Distillery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went we went yesterday and you try like each bartender has their own drink that they've made and then people vote on them and all that kind of stuff and it was it was good. I mean, all of them were good, but one of them was like mm. complete complete standout and had chocolate in it, which I was really surprised about. Um, cuz I normally don't like stuff like that, but it was black it was a black forest. Prime. Yeah, b- black forest. Did they have like black forest bitters in there? I think so, I've yeah. Seen something like that before. Yeah, they were dude. Yeah. I'm telling you. I was surprised, like pleasantly surprised by how good it was. One of them was like a um like a dream sickle. But I feel like that was kind of misleading. Because like it was a very good drink, but didn't taste like a dream sickle. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they had if they had like not prefaced it with that, I might have voted for it. But because I thought I was gonna get dream sickle and there was like no vanilla, it just it didn't live up to it. So was it like three bartenders and they each had a cocktail? Mm-hmm. And then just voting on them. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. It was good to go somewhere, too. When you, The difference of getting, like, a good cocktail versus, you know, when you're at, like, some rando bar. When you're at Applebee's. And, and they're just pour, you know, and they just, you know, there's, like, a science to, like, acid and alcohol and yeah. sweetness and combining it all and, you know. But then when you just get, like, that just... Everything just poured in. Heavy hand. Heavy alcohol, heavy, heavy syrup. sugar, syrup, and it's just like, what is this? Yeah, that's too much. I like it to, yeah, it'd be subtle. I actually like more of like a, I don't know, sour or mm-hmm. that type of drink. We almost went to the uh, Coastal Fermentory to get a sour, but. Wash it down. We got cider instead. <laughs> that was... Did, uh, you said there's a food truck? Dude, I'll give them a shout out because if nobody's had them, then I highly recommend it. Called Satay. They have, like, their normals, like, these chicken sandwiches, bro. First off, I didn't get a chicken sandwich, but Whitney did. What's satay mean? Was that, like, French or something? Satay is meat on a stick. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Um, and I think it's traditionally, you know the oyster mm-hmm. on the chicken thigh? I think yeah. that's traditionally, like, what they use. Anyways, so, um, yeah, they got chicken sandwiches. The fries were on point. I got a bowl. They do, like, a satay of the day. Mm. And I got, it was pork tenderloin. Over like coconut jasmine rice, <laughs> mm. it like it was the probably one of the best bowls I've ever eaten in my life. Mm. I mean that rice was like. How were the portions? It was actually I got about I would say six ounces of meat. Like it was. Yeah. I think I got th- two or three skewers, but they were dude. They were a good size. Were they, was that at Ironclad? No, they were at um, Sly Clyde. Yeah. Yeah, we we rode over there because I. Um, Ironclad didn't have a food truck, so we were like, oh, yeah. we want to mm. eat. So that yeah. was good. So shout out, if you never had satay, S-A-T-E, with a little with a little guy over top of the E, um, mm. they're balling. If you work at the shipyard, they're there all the time. But don't make it like your daily lunch, because it's just not, mm. it's not a daily lunch. <laughs> well, I missed out. You did. You did I've next time planning, out, man. planning my uh, squirrel. Squirrel hunting. Your squirrel, squirrel war? They're getting rowdier, man, up in the attic. Today's the day. I got two more strobe lights. 
I'm thinking about getting a little DJ booth. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to go up there, there's going to be Raven. <laughs> Just put up, put up, wait, wait, wait. Did you say there's going to be a Raven? They're going to be Raven. <laughs> I thought you meant the bird. Stop it. <laughs> but like a play on words, like you were next level, next level telling jokes. Nah. <laughs> Just a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> the squirrels are going to be a uh, Raven. Uh... Oh, man. At what point do you just give in and, and just acknowledge they're going to be there forever? I mean, in my head, I just imagine them tucking in at night. Yeah. You know? they're, they're good at night. They're quiet at night. So it's just like, ah. Uh. Then in the morning, I think of them just making a little squirrel coffee. Just a little cup. They poked their head out the side of the house. You know, see how the weather feels that Taking day. Taking the day. Oh, man. This never happened with a townhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. So, unwanted guests. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, segue that segue. into... Into body fat. Into body fat. <laughs> Everybody's so, unwanted guest. A lot of times, you know, with body fat, you hear there's just so many. Well, it's so emotional. So people have like their feelings about it. Like it's this bookie man. You hear things that aren't true. So I think a lot of times it helps. Like we're not we're not going to dive into like the biology of yeah, it. Yeah, the and, deep science. You know, the like. I mean, you can get even deeper, and body fat is actually an organ, you know, that has hormonal influences Produces and things, things like yeah. that. But um, just on a simple level to help people understand it a little more and maybe feel a little more in control and empowered. Yeah, like what is it? Why is it there? Yep. What can you do about it? So <clears throat> ultimately, I think most people, it's just like yeah, the, this boogeyman, right? Like, oh, if I eat, and, and even on a general sense it's like i think people connect these dots if i eat bad food i get fat yeah gain fat full stop so people think oh i had pizza i'm getting fat yeah or it's gonna you know like oh yeah certain that. certain foods are, are what triggers it or, yeah. or whatever and but it's really you know excess energy right and you yeah, can be storage it can be any food you can overeat avocados you could overeat chicken breast. And I chicken mean, breast, and you're going to you know, eventually gain weight, gain body fat, right? Because and body fat in and of itself isn't bad. bad. No, yeah. like we need it. So, well, let's, well, why is that? How can I just only eat what, you know, the magazine says is good food and, and gain fat, this horrible boogeyman? Well, because body fat's not bad. In fact, the reason we have it, it's kind of like a superhero in a way, and that food wasn't always available no so if you came upon food it was beneficial to be able to eat more than we needed in that time because you didn't want to pass up those calories because you may not know you may have times up where you don't get food right so then your body can tap into the stored energy stored body fat and you'll be fine yep so really if you think about it like your excess body fat is literally food you're wearing <laughs> yeah it's just food for later basically <laughs> now the problem is so in how we get you know as a country and many countries obese and like too yeah. overweight is we never have that we, moment we, yeah we <laughs> in first world countries for the most part for the most part periods of no calories no food is just not existent anymore mm -hmm. you know we, we spend a lot of time talking about your environments that that is the environment we live in now, is constant, easy access to food and calories. Yeah, and for, for really, like, you can get some really cheap, super calorie-dense foods. Yeah, well, and, and here's the bigger, and, and drinks. Yeah. Right? 
like think about it i mean that's the easiest thing especially when you get into you know kids and stuff like that i mean drinking calories yep. you know just wasn't didn't even exist really so if you step back and go back even just to the industrial revolution or, or agricultural revolution and then before that hunter gatherer obviously hunter gatherer yeah you you if you don't catch anything or yeah, gather anything, gonna eat. you don't have food so if you stumbled upon a whole moose like you're going to stuff yourself right and you're going to overeat so fast forward down into t- today's time where people feel guilty like oh i i i binge eat and i overeat and i'm a like wrong or bad person it's like no everyone's like that we all have that ingrained in us yeah and it's because just... it was a survival mechanism but now our world has changed so much that we don't need that survival mechanism um and but it's no. still there it's still in place and it's important to have in case yeah i don't know you get stuck in the woods for three weeks <laughs> well and that's the thing you know, probably over the next ten thousand years we'll eventually evolve to not have it to fight it right it we're like oh we don't need to store as much body fat but in the meantime, that's not going to happen, right? Yes. So that's where you have to bring awareness and calorie counting and things like that because you're fighting against this current environment and the way our body still responds. Yeah, and you can't like you can't get rid of it. Like it's always going to be there, and that's why like we always talk about well, environment. That, what are you saying? You can't get rid of that that deep. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I you can people, get rid of body fat. I didn't want people to confuse <laughs> that with you can't get rid of body fat. You yeah, absolutely can. That's what this is about. But um, but yeah. So we're, we're always kind of fighting against that you know, deeper. Yeah. In, in our environment. Right. And like we say, like step into your home. If your home's full of extra calories that are easy to overeat, now you're making your environment even harder. Yep. Now maybe if that stuff's only on the outside and you got to drive to it. That's one more step. It's another step, which, you know, so sets you up for a little more success. But so yes, yeah, so body fat is yeah really in our ability to store fat was actually, it kept us alive for a long period of time. Absolutely. To, make it through periods of starvation and low food. Now, the crux of that is the habit that we ingrain now from the time we're young kids is that hunger is an emergency. Yeah. So you know how, yeah, then if you are actually physically hungry, really, that's, you're probably going to be, that means you're burning body fat, right? Mm Because you're taking in less calories than your body needs, but then, look, if you have body fat, excess body fat, cool, your body's going to go into that. And then hun- the hunger you experience is literally just a physiological response. But the more body fat you have, the less urgent that yes. it is. So, but the problem is we're trained from the time you're a little kid, which because it's just out of love, like your parents and yeah. grandparents, they, they, don't, they want you to grow, right? That's what we associate. You're growing. So it's like every time you're hungry, oh, you, you should eat something. You should eat something to where we are literally creating this habit and mindset every day of hunger's emergency. And hunger's right emergency. when it hits, you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I got to eat. Exactly. So then we eventually get to where we're not growing anymore. Nah. And not, we, no. But we still have that <laughs> same that habit. Of every, but then we also now, let's factor in another environment issue. It used to be, like, think about it, even, let's not even go back to hunter-gatherer, just maybe if you're on a farm, right? Well, you had to grow your food. Uh, you had to, you know, cook all your food. It wasn't packaged. You couldn't go get it. So you weren't eating until dinner was ready and yeah. cooked, right? So so it's you weren't having to drive around and see McDonald's and Pizza Hut and open up your phone and see, scroll through Instagram yeah. and see delicious recipes and, and new ice creams and cereals and 
So now we're bombarded with these uh, messages and signals. Everywhere. And smells. Yep. And... So half the time, the hunger we do feel isn't even true physiological hunger. It's just cues it's, and yeah, emotional kind hunger. Kind of manufactured. And, yeah, manufactured. So you have to battle against that. So then, even, so then it's like you experience not even real hunger, but some kind of hunger. Yeah. And then think, oh, i got to eat something. Or you're just bored and you eat. So then over time, we're constantly eating in excess, which means we're constantly storing body fat. We have more energy than we need. And we're never going through periods of starvation, which is a harsh word. but It is. That's what it is, but we'll just call it like a calorie deficit where you're having less um, to balance that out. So obviously the, the answer to lose body fat is you have to create that calorie deficit. You have to have, to have periods where you're not giving your body everything it needs, right? And then when you step back and look at the reality that we're not, most of us are fortunate enough to not be in danger of not getting calories, food, you also realize that it's more ideal to have less body fat for health reasons and because we're just not going to have periods of major starvation, Yeah, right? So then when you see that um, excess body fat, it can cause you know a lot of issues. a lot of issues it's better to be on the leaner side yeah to be on the lower right? end now you don't have to be you know six pack ripped all the time because that's not even really an indicator of health but like you know eight we'll say healthy body yeah. fat um range well for um, guys it's going to be between really anywhere between 10 and 20 percent you know and women 20 to 30 yep to be kind of broad um and then but yeah, when we, and the, so that's the thing, even like a little bit overweight or just, you know, yeah, like not ripped, but yeah, you're carrying visible body fat. It's still a healthy, it can, yeah, that's a fine. healthy range. Cause you do need it for, you know, normal um, hormone production and things like that. Yep. And, now the problem where it becomes an issue is when we get to obese ranges, which is more than really our bodies are used to having because we never had the advantage of having that much food available to eat that much. Right. So really when you start to see that was in the, um, you know, civilization times where there was rich people, you know, like the, and all the um, kings and stuff were who became obese because they didn't have to physically do anything. And, and it was they, kind of a sign of, of, wealth of wealth and power. Yeah. So actually it went through a phase where it was um, more attractive because it meant you were wealthy. But the problem when you become obese is you have, de- it causes, because of all the extra mass, you have decreased mobility, poor emotional health, self-esteem. Increased risk of organ failure, increased risk of heart disease, increased risk of stress fractures, strokes, cancers, and sexual and reproductive health, right? So, you know, that's nothing good's coming from it. No. Um, So that's where you just want to get to a a range. But on the same time, same extreme, you can get too low and have too low body fat. And so really the only... Good example of that is there's a sport of bodybuilding, right? Where people try to literally get rid of as much fat as pos- possible to then step on a stage while keeping muscle. Um, and if you dig into that sport and at that extreme, there's tons of um, health issues, yeah, right? Like you get you people lose libido. They start, you know, they could lose like you have women that lose their hair, um, funk, you know, sex organs, all that function goes away. Uh, mood, energy, appetite. I mean, it's yep. just, there's, I mean, your circulation problems, right? is, is terrible too, generally. Yep. It's... Your physical output, because your body wants to like not do anything yeah. and thinks it's dying. So that's the thing. When you're at risk of the negative 
you know, we say you're at a normal weight or you have some excess body fat and you feel hunger, like it's fine. It's really only an issue when you're almost like have no body fat left and your body's like close. Like literally we need <laughs> stuff or we're going to die. So, um, you know, that those extremes are the pro are the issues, right? Um, and then with that, you want to, yeah, just have a good frame of mind and understand that zero body fat's not the goal either. And when you hear people, this is the other problem, so you'll hear some random Hollywood actor that did oh, a movie. God. And they're like, I got down to 2% body fat. No, you didn't. You would be dead. You didn't. You know, when you see those bodybuilders on stage and it looks like visibly they have not an ounce Nothing. of body fat, they're still about 5% ounce, five percent yeah. body fat, right? Because you still have body fat around your organs uh, that you don't see. It's not on, you know, in between your skin and muscles. So, we're, we're, you know, and even that, that's like super low and hard to and they, sustain. And they, yeah, they sustain that for a very short period so of time. So even we'll say what's considered a really lean and even pretty tough to, to maintain, but it can be healthy as, say, 10% body fat on a mm-hmm. male. Yeah. So if you had a 180-pound male at 10% body fat, that's still 18 pounds of fat. Yeah. On your, on And it's a pretty lean body, person. Right? So, yeah. So, and fat is not this, like, oh, I got to have none of it. Yeah. Like, you need it. You just can't have yep. all of it. That's all. Yep. So if you really step back and when you're in the process of like, hey, you know, my doctor says I need to lose weight or maybe just for your own physical and mental health, you feel better when you're, you're a leaner weight. Um, realize all it is is the excess fat you have is just stored energy, yep. right? It's from consuming more calories than you need and your body with its survival mechanisms is like, cool, I'm going to hold on to this in case I need it down the road. So now when you know, hey, we're not in danger of dying from too little calories, you can hopefully have a calming effect to know, okay, this isn't some like, yeah, like I'm going to be okay. Yeah, it's about literally just balancing a balancing act. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to eat a little less to get this, you know, to, so my body then is forced to use the stored energy, stored body fat, and then get where you want and maintain it. Um, yeah, I think, I think hunger is such a big one for people. Like that you know, emergency feeling that we, we talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think it just knowing and maybe like reassuring to yourself that, you know, I ate f- four hours ago, mm-hmm. right? Even though I'm hungry, like I'm going to be okay if I don't eat or if I don't eat, you know, as much as I want yeah. um, in my head. And I think just, you know, it's something to work on and it's never perfect, you know, especially if, you know, mm-hmm. you, you've had, you know, food issues or whatever, but just, you know, working on that and reassuring yourself, I'm going to be fine. Yep. It's completely, um, I think, one of the best things that you can do because truthfully, you know, hunger, like we said, is like, it could be like 10 different things. You could, you could need water. You could be bored. You know, you could just want the entertainment value of food. Um, and so, you know, acknowledging that you don't absolutely need to, well, I'll say feed that monster is, I think, kind of a powerful thing for yourself to realize. Mm-hmm. So... And then the key is when you, if you do decide, oh, I want to restrict my calories a little so that I can get a deficit and lose fat, that more isn't better. You yes. know, we talked about this in a recent podcast because then you lose muscle, right? And when you lose muscle, you're lowering your metabolism. It causes more extreme um, issues in your body. You're going to get more 
hardcore hunger pains and stuff. Mm -hmm. So the key is doing it slowly, small, slight deficit, because then your body barely even notices. Um, It's not going to freak out as much. There's less like rubber banding, less back and forth or Mm yo-yoing or whatever you want to call it. Um, And if you didn't listen to it, the starvation episode's a really good one, where we kind of talk about that extreme... Um, rebound effect from you know losing too quickly and losing muscle mass and all of that and why that happens. Um, so if you've ever done a hardcore, you know, lose thirty pounds in eight weeks type yeah. diet, then you've probably yeah. experienced that. And then if you do do something like that, where you're just yeah some hardcore extreme diet and you do nothing to change your food environment from before and or and to bring awareness, you're gonna probably fall right back into those same habits. Yes. So And you'll probably rebound worse. Yeah. It's just realizing that just the importance of your body awareness. So you, when you do experience some hunger, hey, it's not it's not an emergency. Yeah, it's not the right? end of the world. That's right there is controlling your environment some. Yep. Just realizing like the environment within your body, it's not you're not gonna, you know, fall out. It's not any like issues you may feel are just short term things. So yep. um one pound of body fat is about 3,500 calories, right? So if, you know, the average person, I mean, you really only need 1,500 to 2,000 to get by, you know, yeah, I mean, you can easily do the math. And again, it's a more complex, but this is if you want as to break simple it down as you can simple, make it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you had, you know, 40 extra pounds of body fat. You got a good amount of fuel you on You got it. a good amount yeah. of calories, right? So now... You know, you still would want to ideally, like we said, eat. You you wouldn't want to just eat nothing because you're also going to lose a lot of muscle because you're not getting any protein and amino acids, and so that's where you have to fight that urge too, and just small deficits so that you slowly lose just body fat. Very sure. Um, but yeah, then you realize, hey, I need to avoid heavily processed foods and have some physical activity and be aware of influential food advertising, like. The awareness of our environment and surroundings is what's key, right? And I think also understanding, yeah, when I do overconsume, that's how I gain body fat. But it's not alarming. It's not a bad thing. Only if it continuously happens and I never balance it out. Exactly. So um, there's no magic food. It's not like one food's fault. No. It's not your body's fault. You're not like some failure because you have food cravings or because you overeat or binge eat like these are all things we're wired to do yeah it has nothing to do with you as an individual and everything to do with our current food environment yeah and realize too like that this is a big one and it goes for both of them that carbs don't make you fat right too many carbs will but just carbs in general don't fat doesn't make you fat either all right like both of those are i mean it's two sides of the same coin fat's more calorie dense but well you know, yeah. still like overconsuming either of them will make you gain weight. That's the problem. Exactly. So that's the actual problem. So, you know, people commonly will say, oh, I just, I can't have carbs. They make me gain weight. Um, and just realize that it's just boils down to just basic, you know, too much of anything will make you gain weight and one, not more than the other. Yep. And um, you say that I'm looking at a obesity chart. So it breaks down different countries, the percentage of oh, I just checked that out. the population that's older than 15 with a body mass index greater than 30, which is technically obese, obesity. So you say that about specific foods. So obviously the USA, number one, 31%. Ah. A third of the population is obese. 
right? The, the, the smallest countries, dude, Korea and Japan, 3%. What's a staple of their diet? Rice. <laughs> Every meal, they eat rice, right? So if carbs were just by themselves as boogeyman, but you know what else they do? They eat with chopsticks. Yeah, they it's eat, more work, bro. They eat slow, right? <laughs> like they don't have as much processed food. Mm -hmm. um, and then another one so is that was down there at the bottom is France, right? So they're... Uh, 9%, their actually diet is very high. Like, dude, it's like 60, 70% fat calories. Mm -hmm. You know, they use a lot of butter yep. and stuff. Yeah, that French style um, cooking, man. So same thing. The fat calories aren't the enemy either. They're just more aware. They cook more meals at home. Mm -hmm. They eat less processed food. So their food, their environment's better. And their portions are probably better too, yeah, to be which, honest. You know, so you look at these countries that aren't as obese and it's, their environments are way different. There's no boogeyman you know, bad food per se, other than over-processed food, which is easy to overeat and over-consume. Yeah. Um, the top countries, USA, Mexico, UK. Yeah. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Side note, I bought uh, sushi rice. I never like, made it at home. Of course, I had mm -hmm. sushi and stuff, but um, way different than jasmine rice. I loved it when you hated it. She's like, this doesn't taste right. I didn't even tell her I, I changed rice. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, why is this? I don't smell the rice cooking. I was like, <laughs> okay. Well, the jasmine rice smells like popcorn. Man. It does. Dude, it smells good when you yeah. come into a house with it. And then she tasted it and she was like, this doesn't taste like anything. I was like, damn, man. Like, I love it. I think it's yeah. great. I like it's a little stickier. Yeah, the um, texture of it's way better. Yeah, I agree. But now I have to be the only one to eat sushi rice because she won't eat it. Mm. Yeah, definitely not. I think about it like jasmine and which I think jasmine rice and basmati rice are also known as like fra fragrant rices yeah. so they do have a smell basmati like is like real like nutty a flavor yeah. yeah where sushi rice is pretty it's pretty tame. neutral right mm -hmm. but it's stickier it has a higher um like ammo it's called like a emilio pectin or something which makes it stickier got and, it and it's a short grain you know mm -hmm. i like it so that's all i eat now i'm gonna have some today and then jasmine's okay uh, every time i go back it's just they're fine, but I would just prefer the sushi rice. I like ja jasmine. I love, but basmati is just yeah, it's not. All dry. It's not my cup of tea, man. Yeah. Like even with like say and you know thin. it's traditionally eaten with like Indian food and mm -hmm. um in a couple other cultures, but like I still prefer jasmine with pretty much anything if it's going to be like a you know yeah. a more ethnic dish like Indian food or something like that. I just think it tastes better. Basmati is just, and it's like a I don't know the grains don't stick together at all. They're yeah. just kind of stacked on top of each other. I don't know. Yeah. It's not for Dude, me. Dude, sushi rice to me, when I eat it, it feels like a cloud in my stomach. Yeah. It's great. Just. It's the best. It's just nice and I kind of like how it has like that tiny little bit of flavor, but not a lot. I don't know why. It just makes me feel good. Anyways. Mm. You, you said rice and it just, it brought that back. The key I noticed with the sushi rice is you, could, you don't need as much water when you cook it. Mm -hmm. You know, the others you do like a one to two ratio. Yeah. It's like a. One to one and a half. Yeah. That's what I use, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it was one and a half cups of water, mm. two cups. I don't know. There's a, it told me how much to make and it ended up being good. So that's speaking, it. Speaking of like, you know, the other episode, I was talking about my contacts. Your dailies? The, the other thing I splurged on was uh, my rice cooker, man. Yeah. I got like a Zoji Rushi. Ooh. Dude, those are legit. My, uh, I'm pretty sure... My um, best friend's 
family had two of those mm-hmm. growing up. I'm pretty sure that was the mm-hmm. brand. Is it white? Yeah. Yeah. It has a little elephant on it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, dude, those last forever. Yeah. And it's, dude, it's so good. It, it makes a huge one difference. One day when my rice cooker kicks the bucket, I'll get one. Because mine's lasted for years. And but it like... sings a little song to you when you press the button and when it's ready. Does that just make it even better? Yeah. So every morning, because I set it. So, yeah, we're like a, we oh, I always have the rice on. So in the morning I get up, pour my whole days of rice in, start the cooker, and then I just keep it on, you know, it keeps mm-hmm. it warm throughout the day. Damn, you're like an Asian household. Man. I know, I know. And but every morning, like once I press that button, it sings this little song. I, I always like rap some lyrics to it, you know. And, and I need to know what it sounds like. And Alexis is um, just sitting there rolling her eyes. But you know, I always just do some different song every morning, or I'll just like hype it up. You know, like, it will start going. I'm like, oh, it's like, but then it actually so it does the same song when you play it when you start it. Mm-hmm. But then it will play a different song when it's finished. You never know what you're going to get. I like it. Mm, makes me so happy. I need to get her to secretly record you now. I need to know. Mm. I'm going to get it done. That's OG Rushi, man. Damn, you splurged. How big is it? Is it like a yeah, it's like full-size one? Yeah. It's not that big, though. You didn't go for the mini? Nah. Single serving? Because I've also made, uh, for like, oat. you can make oatmeal in it. Um, does pretty good. It says it does some other stuff. How long does it take to make oatmeal in there? Um, I don't know. You just set it and then yeah. come back to it. Yeah, I normally later. do it first thing. It takes like f- probably like forty minutes for the rice. Yeah, that's that's about normal. And I just <laughs> never thought about cooking oats in there. Yep. Do you ever steam anything in your rice cooker? I did when I had like the Instapot, which yeah. is also like a steamer rice cooker. It's, it's, I've cooked, I've steamed sweet potatoes in it, but it's kind of not big enough. Yeah. So, I lost my steamer basket a long time ago. Hmm. You ever notice how sometimes when you lose stuff, that's literally like six bucks to replace, but in your mind you're like, no, I'm just gonna live without this. Yeah, down. and you and you you act real stubborn about it, you know. But then buying a new rice cooker, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do yeah. that. Doesn't make any sense. But I agree 100. <laughs> percent Like I'm not buying a new steamer basket. Hmm. I haven't had one for like five years. Like my car, I got the little crack in my windshield, and I'm like. Pfft. Whatever. I'm about to just get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to replace. I you know, it's too painful. Uh, and the process is even harder. It's not even like it's an easier process. Nah. I'm like, oh, I got to go get this fixed. I'm just going to get a new car. I yeah. mean. Dude, whatever. I haven't had a new car in 12 years. What would you get? I don't even know. I've started to think because, like, the car I drive. Alexis got a new car two years ago. Mm-hmm. So then I drive her old car. Which is like ten years old, and eventually, like it's gonna—it's a Hyundai, mm-hmm. and it's got you know, I don't know, hundred fifty thousand miles on it. So eventually, it's, and then it's kind of like, you know how you try to lie to yourself? Like I'm driving on the interstate and it shakes a little, and I'm like, this don't feel right. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right, and I'm like, nah, this is how it always. Yeah, this felt. is fine. This is normal. And then you get a Alexis's car, and you're yeah, like, and I'm like, this thing hey, doesn't shake like a rocket shake. ship. Uh, <laughs> So I'm like, well, maybe I should start, but I don't even know. I mean, I appreciate like nice cars, but I don't care enough and I don't mm-hmm. drive enough. So I'll probably just get like a two year old, like Toyota Corolla or something. That sounds about right. We so. were on the, the interstate yesterday and Whitney was like, why is your car moving <laughs> back and forth? And I'm just driving, trying to hold the steering wheel straight and it's just kind of shaking back and forth. And I was like, oh, well, must mm. be the wind. Mm. What's this have to do with fat loss? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, hey, that might be why your car's shaking back and forth. 
you know? Uh, that's could a, be. Maybe another ne- negative to a little too much body fat, you know? You start shaking. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I, yeah, I think another thing to kind of tie it back in a little bit is also it's okay to, you know, fluctuate. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's normal. Um, I'll normally go between 10, 15 pounds in the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as long as you're aware of what you're doing and your surroundings. And, yeah. Um, I think Diego, actually, he just had blood work done, and he's 165, and at one point he was, you know, 140, 145 when he was doing a photo shoot and tried to get really lean. And, um, yeah, so you you would, oh, he's gained 15 pounds, right? But he's still in a healthy oh, yeah. range, a healthy uh, metric. And, yeah, his blood work came back, like, all perfect. Good. Um, so it's not just about, like, that, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, like, aren't bad and good either. Yeah, it's not a zero-sum game. It's, it's a range, you know? Yeah, um, and I think we all definitely fluctuate, you know, mm-hmm. depending on the time of year and and all of that. And I think that's yeah. completely normal. So if yeah, if you if you bounce, you know, five ten pounds b- between the seasons, and like Gary said, you're aware of it and it's completely fine. Like don't don't sweat it. Yeah. Like that's not that big of a deal. And generally, you know, we'll get people that you know lose you know a ton of weight yeah. and then maybe gain I don't know five six pounds mm-hmm. back after that. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I gained that weight. But that, that's completely cool. That's kind of where you settled in. And then you have wiggle room from there, too. So, like, and like you know, just we're, we're never going to be static and exactly the same for our whole lives. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. And to be calm, I think when you truly understand, okay, this is what body fat is. I can lose it. Yeah. It, technically, you can lose it just as easily as you can gain it. It's just way easier to gain it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's more fun. Yeah, because it's more fun. <laughs> Um, but also at the same time, like I know for me, like I've been eating more and gaining weight the past five, six months. So like 15 pounds. Yeah. And so obviously I'm always full cause I'm eating. To are, you gain. Si- are you sick of eating? So I, I'm not sick of eating cause I'm not like, you know, trying to yeah, you're not just gain a yourself. ton of weight, but yeah. I'm never full, full. I'm always satisfied basically to where I don't look forward. I don't get excitement as much. From food, so you know how when you're dieting, yeah, you start thinking about you know, yeah, what am I gonna have on know, the weekend? What's your treat meal gonna be or something? You know that you look forward to eating and you're really excited for it, and you you get a little bit of I guess you can call it like food drive, mm-hmm. um, and then you enjoy that. Like I I miss that. I find it actually easier to diet um, and be in a deficit, um, and then having that like reward and then point. looking for yeah. So I think I I don't know if I told you or what, but like. Yeah, we had like pizza on the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and it was I was just like, oh, you know, I wasn't looking forward to it. But yeah, when you're also eating, okay, well, even if I have half a pizza and a, th- a thousand calories of pizza, I'm eating three and a half thousand calories a day. So I already had two thousand calories of chicken and rice. So it's like, meh, not hungry going into the meal. It's like not as exciting, just not as fun. Yeah, right. I mean, that's like with anything. Like you said it in your stories. Like when you live in California. Mm-hmm. And it's 75 every day. Like, that's exciting when you first get there, and then it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Because and you see it every day. But when you, you know, you have 30-degree days all winter, and then it's summertime. Like, yep. summertime is prime when you have to go through those cold yep. cold, uh, cold months. So, yeah, the contrast is, I think, what, yeah, is important. Yep, you kind of need. So, yeah, keep that in mind. And that's all, and, and again, that's all a mindset, too, right? Like, yeah. you can, even just the being hungry, feeling hunger pains. What if you shift that from oh no, and you start to panic, and I got to eat to 
oh, I'm this this means I'm probably burning body fat. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you recondition yourself to where feeling some tolerable hunger is a good thing. Yeah. You know, if that's your goal, then all of a sudden it's like becomes really easy, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you start to feel that and you're like, oh yes, I'm I'm making progress. And then when you see the scale go down or your waist get leaner or you know your um, muscle tones start to come, you know, you see that better. All of a sudden, it's positive reinforcement yeah. and reward, and it's it's kind of empowering too to to realize mm-hmm. that like you have control over that, yeah, over that. Um, but at the same feeling. time, and we see this. This is where it's so tricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see this all the time of clients who lose weight and or get you get it, you get caught up on that, yep. right? And then you're like, well, I got to keep losing. Yeah, then all of a sudden you you're used to seeing the scale go yeah, down. Yeah, your you're reward is losing now, and to seeing yourself get leaner. And your eye is crazy. You know, like I know when I'll, you know, you lose weight and you see yourself getting leaner, and then you can be at say, you know, whatever. Say you're at this leanness at this weight, and you see it when it first happens, and you're like, oh, I'm feeling good. And then say you maintain that for five months, and you're used to seeing it, and then you th- all of a sudden you start to think, oh, I'm not as lean. And then you're like, well, I want to get back to that addicting feeling of seeing myself get leaner. And so, but then you're go- getting into a bad place, Yep. right? Oh, again, we talked about earlier those extremes and you really have to just be aware and pull yourself out of, of those feelings. Yes. You know, the same thing of like, hunger is an emergency. I always have to eat and entertain myself with food versus, oh, I love getting leaner. I love seeing myself lean out and the scale go down, right? Well, the scale's not going to go down forever. No. Um, and you don't want to eat forever either and, t- and gain too much, right? So you have to, that's what, like Will said, that's why, for one, give yourself a little wiggle room to bounce, bounce around five or 10 pounds. Um, and honestly, that's the healthiest mentality. And then you, you learn to love the different pros and cons of the different, uh, phases you're in, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the me that's, um, 10, 15 pounds heavier is a little warmer, yeah. <laughs> is um, the stronger, you know, um, easier to, it's like sleeps normally a little better and deeper, right? Um, but then the me that's leaner, also certain exercises are easier, um, you know, moving and walking and if, you, you know, playing sports, typically it's, it's, you're, it's easier because you got less body mass to move yeah. around. Um, again, then eating is actually more enjoyable. Yeah, it's more rewarding. Um, it's more rewarding. So, you know, it's really finding and, and relishing and, and kind of those things. Yeah. So. And like being okay with like both ends of the spectrum, yeah. you know, like making both, both within a, yeah, you're moderate. Exactly. You like, find a moderate place and then you're both ends of that moderate place. Exactly. So just staying in that middle ground and having two points to yeah. bounce between there rather than mm-hmm. bouncing between the two extremes. Yeah. You know, and you using, just really narrow that zone down. Yeah, and using, understanding the body fat, the good and the bad that comes with it. Yeah. Maybe you get too lean and you lose your libido and your mood gets cranky, right? Yep. Then literally, hey, maybe I need to gain gain some body fat and I'm going to be in a better place mentally. Yeah. Right? And, and that happens to, to a lot of people. Yeah. Some people function fine at low body fat, but some people just don't do well. And you're better off carrying a few extra pounds of fat than, you know, say, like, you know, if Gary functions really well, at 10% body fat. And I noticed that like my energy sucks. I just, you know, libido's down, whatever. I'm going to want to be a less lean, you know, so that I feel better in my day. And that's completely cool. Yep. I so. think a good way to judge it is, you know, too much body fat 
typically that range for you is going to show in your a lot of your health markers, like your blood work and yes. stuff at the doctor. So you know if your cholesterol and your blood pressure and your uh, blood glucose levels are all in bad places, typically losing body fat and getting to a better body weight um, to where those are all improved. It's kind of a good way to judge that top end. Yeah. And then the bottom end, a good way to judge is your internal cues, your libido, your mood, your uh, energy, See? things like that. So if you like get too lean and you're, like your workouts feel worthless, you're you know you you have trouble waking up, going to sleep, libido, then you're you're probably too lean, yeah. right? So you, then your happy place is going to be somewhere in between those two things. So somewhere where your blood work can be good, and then your internal cues can feel feel good as well. Yeah. And it's going like to be a little a different for different people, right? Yeah. Some people can maintain a leaner uh, physique uh, and feel better, yeah. right? So Absolutely. But it's just awareness too. That is mm-hmm. what a lot of it comes down to is just check in with yourself on how you actually feel, mm-hmm. you know, because if you ignore it, then you'll never know. And so it's just, you know, being aware of yourself. Yep. So hopefully that helps helps you conceptualize in your mind. Again, the, the biggest takeaway is like, hey, what body fat is, how we get it, why we, how we can even store it, like what's the point? This is so frustrating. Why would this even exist? Yeah. And you realize, well, because it kept us alive. It was a superpower, mm-hmm. right? But now we don't need that superpower, and our environment skews us, so you need to manage it yourself. Um, and yes, gain, and you can lose it, you can gain it. Uh, once you get that confidence and control, then you can probably bounce around and be at a, a much happier place, um, having that range, a range of, of body fat percentage. Yeah, and being a little more in control, basically. Mm-hmm. And not, not in fear of it or, or seeing it as like a boogeyman. Yeah, it's not the boogeyman. Nope. Just fat. It's just fat. Mm. <laughs> Tastes good. Yeah, it does. I mean, animal fat, I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a good catch. Man, that's gonna. I, that's Somebody would have thought that that's gonna freak people out. Yeah. You ever think people think about like you know when you eat a steak and that the fat? I mean, that's that animal's fat. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about human body fat, our body fat, like that's the part of the animal, right? It's more, and that's why a fatty, a fattier cut. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me like, <laughs> man, we're about to do another hour. Um, is is uh, more calorie dense, right? Cause, yeah. Because it has more body fat, right? Yeah. Which is and it tastes so good. Super calorie dense. Mm. So um, good ribeye. This would probably like freak out like vegans and stuff, but I mean, you know, new, everything is everything is like molecules and nutrients, right? Mm-hmm. So remember, we're we're muscle, bones, ligaments, body fat, flesh nerves and that's what an, that's what you know animals are made out exact of and that's thing. you know um they're you know they have body fat for the same reason too right so you look at why does a tiger and lions uh you know they're like really lean right mm-hmm. where they have to run run around all the time and chase stuff so and they gotta be powerful you know when you look at a sprinter olympic sprinter what they're super lean right well when you're trying yep. to move as fast as possible from point a to point b Body fat is not helpful, no. so the, you know it's more beneficial to have as little as possible. But then you'll look at a like a bear in the winter, right, or a seal, and they yeah, have they gotta a store lot it. of body fat. Well, they're in cold climates, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the cold climates help keep them warm because you sh- you you know your body is gonna you actually burn more calories when you're in colder weather, right? Because yeah. you shiver and stuff. Yeah. So um, you know it's beneficial. And same thing if you were a 
you know, let's look, use Olympic athletes because they, you know, specific stuff. So let's look at a shot put thrower, right? Exactly. They only have a higher body fat percentage because it's more, it's more weight to help them with pro, you know, throw farther. Yeah. So actually, if they were leaner, they would be less total strength, right? Because they'd have less weight. Um, less momentum to help. Yeah. And when you have a little more body fat, you can also have a little more muscle just because growing both is, is, I mean, it's the same process of um, just extra calories, right? So um, power lifters, right? It's typically you're better to have a little more fat because you'd have more leverage. Mm -hmm. So same thing with the shot put and javelin. So pros and cons, Yeah. right? Same thing you see it in the animal world. Uh, You see it all over. We are the animal world. Mm-hmm. We are the animal world. We're just the ones that drive cars and sit in hoodies and talk in a microphone. Yeah. But drop trash everywhere. All right. So there's your simple breakdown on what, what is body fat. Simple. Hope you enjoyed episode number 70. 70. We'll, we'll be back in the future. We got a lot of, uh, we got some guests planned. We We're going to have menopause coming up with Coach Kristen. Menopause. We're going to have stuff about your thoughts. You know, how that affects your actions and your how that comes before your nutrition and your exercise. Your brain. So stay tuned. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.